1: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Dave Gittleson is a Colorado rancher. He's been on a podcast twice before. And his ranch, his cows, were the first confirmed depredation in Colorado as it relates to wolves. Well, Dave Gittleson and his father applied to CPW for an enactment of the 10-J rule, which was a chronic depredation of a certain wolf, 2101, that they requested to be lethally removed, given the fact that it had confirmed 17 depredations in the last two years, and 18th, which is a dog that wasn't compensated. So I wanted to have Dave back on, because it's been about two years since I last spoke with him, to see, has your attitude changed around wolves? Let's ask you some of the hard questions and see what you say. What do you think about shoot, shovel, shut up? The kinds of rhetoric that is really not a good look for hunters. And so here's an honest look into something that's happening on the ground as it relates to wolves in Colorado right now. If you like this podcast, do a couple of things for me. Number one, share it. Share it on your platforms. Number two, leave us a review. Number three, rate it. All those things will help us grow this podcast, grow our voice, and move our way up the podcast algorithm so that more and more people can hear it and hear the kinds of messages that we're trying to put out and the truth that we're trying to put out. So enjoy. So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins, and that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting.
2: It brings awareness to to non-hunters that it's it's more than just killing animals. How do hey. I start
1: it, Brittany? My name my, is <laughs>
2: does
3: My hair look okay? It's fantastic.
1: My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. <laughs> Rexon, you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. I don't know, the last time we had you on here was
2: what, two years ago? Yeah, about... I don't know exactly.
1: Yeah, probably. You're doing well?
2: Yeah. Family well?
3: Yeah. Yeah, everyone's doing good. How about except you? For,
1: except for wolves chewing up your cows. Yeah. That's an ongoing problem.
3: <laughs> no,
1: everyone's good. Good. Kids are about to go back to school. So even though the winter break was awesome, I've been home for literally, gosh, man, I've been literally home for almost four weeks now, which is quite amazing. Yeah. Haven't been on the road, and so I get
3: back on the road this week, but uh, it's all good, my friend. Yeah, I mean, we've been—we just been having to deal with the wolves. All you had to deal with was Africa, Australia, Asia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, look, I'll take Africa
1: and Asia over wolves, man. It's such <laughs> a freaking, like, gosh, could you have asked for a more crazy situation? But here we are, right? Yeah, they're, so, they're unique. So, introduce yourself, Dave. We've had you on the podcast before, Dave Gittleson. Uh, Introduce yourself. Uh, My name's
3: Dave Gittleson. Uh, We have a ranch in North Park, Colorado, up by Walden, and we've been dealing with bulls for two years
1: now. So, you guys were the first documented case, so that people... Uh, I'll I'll put in the show notes the original podcast that we did with you. I can't remember if we did a podcast and a roundup. We probably did both, if I remember correctly, right? No,
3: I think we did two podcasts. Uh,
1: Oh, that's right, we did two podcasts. Yeah, and then um, so you guys were the first documented wolf depredation in the state of Colorado. That's correct. How's that possible? There weren't any wolves in Colorado. There, Dave.
3: Yeah, I saw I (laughs) just saw that in the news. We just got wolves, but somehow we've been having problems with them for two years. So you guys had a pack that came in from, we think like Wyoming or something like that, right? Yeah, the one was confirmed to be from, well, I mean, they both came from Wyoming. Our ranch is like, oh, I don't know, 10 miles from the border. Um, We, the first one was confirmed to come from Wyoming, the female, she was up there for a few years. And then uh, the male came down, met up with her. We were, Ported him cuz we were getting sets of two tracks coming through. Uh they found him, collared him. That's what is now 2101. Um and then those two had six pups make it to a year old. Um and when they had the pups that's when they really started to <laughs> we started having issues with depredations and then um beyond that they the Eight of them. The female disappeared. Oh God, I can't. It was last calving season, or before she had another litter. Uh, she ended up. I mean, nobody really knows what happened to her. Call her, quit working. She's gone. And then some of the pups were documented being shot up in Wyoming. Um, that really cooled it off for us. It it made our life a lot easier when they did that because it. It gave us a break. They didn't depredate anything for that winter, really. That was last winter, right? Yeah. And then now there's two males left, and they've split apart from each other. Um, so the last depredation we have was solely 2101. That how we do won't... we know? How do you oh, that we know of, right? Yeah, that yeah, we know of. There was only tracks from One Wolf. We at one point saw tracks of a smaller wolf coming through with around the same time as him, but his tracks are pretty, I mean, he's got really big tracks. (laughs) He's (laughs) like six and a half inches at this point. I mean, it's, he's pretty easy to identify and his collar put in there, but we don't know that there wasn't another one. It's just, we only found tracks of one. Yeah. So right now you, you, you think
1: from the original two that created a pack of, you know, Six to eight with the pups. What are you dealing with left? So,
3: there's two left in North Park, and uh, like there was three sheep killed. That was actually the twenty-three hundred one, which is a son of that. Okay, one of the offspring. Really, in where we're at specifically, it seems to be just the original alpha male, twenty-one hundred one. And how far apart is this, Dave? Like, how far apart is the
1: sheep depredation to you guys? Oh. I would say five to ten miles. Okay, but not, not crazy, not 50 miles apart.
3: No, no, they're not that far apart. They did have, at one point, they had a huge range. Um, eh. I can't remember how many square miles it was, but it, And you don't know the area. I could tell you the area where they went, but it's not going to make any sense Uh Uh if you don't if you're not familiar with Uh Northwest Colorado. But uh, Uh
1: they were all. uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I think one of the things that you know we touched on the first podcast, and I think it's well worth talking about at this podcast is, and and maybe it's shifted, maybe it's changed, Dave. it is attitude towards wolves. It has changed. Um, Let's go from the beginning. Because in the beginning, you yeah. were very much like, look, they're on the landscape. I'm going to do as much as I possibly can. I'm going to work with as many people as I possibly can to do this. And you even had like anti-wolf anti sorry yeah.
3: wolf people out there helping you, right? Yeah, I don't know if I'd call them that. I think you were right with the anti hunter thing. Yeah, uh,
1: anti hunter, pro wolf, they were the same. They Not that yeah. all pro wolf people are anti hunting, but these guys were the radical, like, we. Yeah. But they came out. They said, we want to help you. We're going to put in time and effort and we're going to come.
3: They did. And we were, you know, we were actually really happy to see that come to fruition. We wanted to see, I mean, one of two things happen. Either they figure out how to keep the wolves out or they start learning um, what wolves do or are, you know, and it's, uh, it got really frustrating at points. They, like, we had three depredations when uh, working circles people were out there, and on none of those did they ever come out during the investigation to see where the wolves came from or how they got in there or even how any of it went down it just seemed like they weren't wanting to see or wanting to learn how to get better about it and the only really the only contribution they had is they just didn't want us to talk to the media they just kept saying don't talk to the media about this and it was but they provided
1: people on the boots on the ground to do what dave
3: to sit out in the cows at night and watch and try to keep wolves out but it was it just got to where that didn't work um the wolves would just come in. And I don't know. Honestly, my dad was out there one night and the wolves came in. He heard them come in and he managed to run them off of the calf. Now the calf still got injured really bad. But there was some that they had. Like I had a cow, she couldn't move. She couldn't walk. Um, she was just exhausted. And you could see the whole, the ground all around her was all tore up where the calf had been eaten. Uh, it was a long, fight that had to be loud and they just they reported no nothing happened uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. so it just got to be frustrating I guess that yeah. it seemed like the wolves were the only ones learning yeah. like they were getting better the at
1: techniques it. weren't getting we weren't getting better they weren't
3: getting better they were getting the... better we weren't so uh-huh, uh-huh. it just got to be frustrating Um
1: and you were very much then
3: like I'm, we're going to tolerate
1: these. Like this is on the landscape. They're here. We're going to adapt. We're going to we're going to figure it out.
3: Yeah, and I still would accept. It was onto the if we would manage them,
2: but see if you don't. We're
1: clearly not going to like. So, but do you think that you know? I read that um, you know the newspaper article that just was written about the latest depredation, as well as the request by you and your dad to initiate the 10-J ruling, which is, look, can we lethally remove this one wolf? Because it's now known. And you got a response from the executive director of CPW saying, your request has been denied.
3: Yeah, and they... Two of the things they put as their reasonings. Uh, one, that we need to start trying to use more non-lethal techniques, which we've used everything that they can come up with. And then another frustrating part was like this last winter or this last calving season, we requested that they put up flaggery because CPW has the flaggery, and they refused. What, um, they
1: refused to put up the flaggery? No idea. Okay.
3: Because... I mean, it's a well, hassle. They just didn't respond. They just didn't respond. Well, they to the were. They refused. We requested three times. Okay,
1: and they said no.
2: Yeah. to those three and times. Said they
3: didn't have time. Okay. Uh, which I mean,
1: do you
2: think that they would always... say
1: yes now? Given that now that the wolves are being introduced, you would think that they've got now more manpower to handle the wolves now in the state of Colorado. They don't really. Um, have more manpower and they, I mean,
2: I think, I think they were worried it was going to fail because the,
3: the officer in charge of that is, has asked us to report that it worked when it didn't. Um, the first year we had it, Mm -hmm. so I think they were worried it was going to fail. Um, they reported that it was successful on the ranches they put it up at, but. During the time frame they had it up, there was actually no depredations in the entirety of North Park, um, because it was right after Wyoming shot those three, mm-hmm. so Wyoming fixed it. <laughs> I guess I don't know how to. Uh, so but Dad, you're not.
1: Let me. You, you laugh, but I just want to. I want to make sure that we're painting the right picture of you. You're not a shoot shovel shut up kind of guy when it comes to wolves.
3: No, and I don't. Um, and I don't think you would condone that either. No. No, I don't, but ranches are going to get to a point where I don't know what they're going to do if CPW won't manage them. Do you think the lack of
1: unwillingness to manage is tied to the release of Wolves happening right now like they just don't oh, yeah. want any negativity associated with it. they've built for 3 oh, yeah. years to release it? Yeah, for sure. Uh,
3: um, but
2: I also wonder I mean oh,
3: the other reason they use is that it doesn't qualify under their the or the wolves that they released had a history of, of depredating on livestock and they said that it doesn't qualify under their definition of chronic deprivation. Chronic depredation. CPW has no definition of chronic deprivation. We asked them multiple times to write one in when they were doing when we would go to the meetings and they're going through that process. So if they say it doesn't one.
1: meet the definition of chronic deprivation. What is it? Do we do have they, they given have you a, They
3: don't have one, but have they said verbally what that definition is? No, they wanted. They said it would give them more flexibility to for management if they didn't have one. Well, and I can understand that
1: too, right? I can understand that certain scenarios, are different scenarios require different things, and there's always going to be exceptions to the rule. So if you put a baseline in place, it's almost. Yeah, but, but
3: we're, we're the only state that doesn't.
1: do So Wyoming, everyone else has chronic deprivation, depra, uh, depredation. Yeah,
3: um, and the, those wolves we're dealing with would meet every single one of their,
0: what,
3: they all what have are different the, definitions and they come, you know, they're at different levels or. So many kills per month, so many kills per year. Uh, I think the nearest ones, um, those wolves in North Park have hit like five times the threshold. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah. So it just kind of seems, I mean, from a rancher's perspective, it seems like their their desire for more flexibility is purely flexibility on they're just not going to do anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: politics are strong, man, you know, and politics, especially as you, as you agreed, politics in, in, the, in a time frame where they're looking for points associated with wolf reintroductions, that wolves are being reintroduced right now, and at the same time, you're seeing depredations occur. Yeah, I hate to think what would have happened if you would have received the permit, if this, if the depreda- depredations were happening in like six months' time,
3: yeah, um, and I mean, if we get when we get another depredation, we'll have to reapply for a permit. But the reality is, I don't know that we would be able to uh, carry it out. Really, they, the reason we apply it through them is that they can go in and kill the wolf then. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, there was no way.
1: You do not want to be the person to. Yeah, no, I don't want to
3: undertake that. No, for one, I don't want to. Uh, Two, I mean, as far as like, and even going back to the shoot shovel shut up thing, I have seen in two years. I have seen those wolves in daylight twice, and neither time were they within a comfortable shooting distance. Uh I mean, it's not like, it's not like I could just go out and shoot them because I'm sick of them. Uh-huh. And they're not really that easy to get.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a, you know, it's a, it's a characteristic of wolves to show you, right. That a lot of people like, get rid of the wolves as a, as a message. I'm like, <laughs> it's not that you, easy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not that we want it, but let's just look at Idaho for a second. Right. Idaho has, you know, based on the last numbers that I know of, about 1,100, 1,200 stable population of wolves now in Idaho with an annual offtake of
3: 400-ish every and year. That's, that's counting trapping. That's so, counting
1: everything, dude. Like, you can do whatever yeah. you want in Idaho well, and they still can't touch it.
3: The vast majority of their success is trapping. Uh, yeah. The hunting, this hunting success on those is less than one percent it's just so mm-hmm. minimum mm-hmm. we can't trap in colorado so it's mm-hmm. um and we're running into that with like bears the way they way we have to hunt bears uh and you had ali on here she was a former agent with usda that's right she warned us when the whole thing started that we would start having problems with other predators more problems than we've ever had Um mainly based on wolves go around and steal their kills, so then they have to kill more and more to catch up. And so, like, this summer we had bears. Uh, we lost our first animals that I know of to bears, and then we had so bears. So Annie
1: said that you're going to start seeing more predator depredations other than wolves because of wolves?
3: Yeah. Why so is the, that? Did she give you wolves, an idea? The packs go around and they run... Uh, bears or mountain lions off of their kill and take them. So then they have to kill more to, to feed themselves. So
0: we were running into like
3: the cat on our place. We had a big, big Tom on our place. And he was like, I mean, he was to the point where he was stalking people that were walking through there. Um, and then we had, uh, and nobody would hunt him because you can't run dogs around a wolf pack. And then we had bears three times this last summer try to break into a house with people in it. Um, I mean, we just ran into a lot of problems with the other predators. Uh, you know, you wouldn't necessarily associate it with wolves. And if you didn't, if Ali hadn't given us the heads up that this was going to happen. Cool. Um, so there's just a lot of things that People don't really, I mean, it's more than just the problem of the wolf. It's the whole, everything kind of comes together. Um, We had, uh, they like to fly. Their CPW likes to fly their planes a lot to keep an eye on the wolves. And they buzzed our hunters like four times this year, which is not like. Interesting. Not helpful when you're trying, when you have people paying to hunt, you know, we have to,
1: we have to make money. Yeah, oh, it's an interesting scenario. That is a very fascinating thing that Ali mentioned, man, and that it makes it makes sense. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen any science behind it, um but it makes sense. Logically, yeah, she, it makes sense.
3: She documented it when she was in Oregon. Um we probably didn't take good enough records
2: on it other than just like the bears definitely got they heated up a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh over the last year. Um So
1: what, um, let's back up a little bit over the last six months. So we initially engaged you, you had some initial depredations. What, what, what's happened in the last six months? Like, can you talk through like the depredations that have occurred?
3: In the last six months, it's only been the one,
2: uh, it, well, I And so when did you file
3: the request for? After that one to the immediately it was after the 10j rule was allowed we had the depredation that
1: one has had so let's talk about that one depredation not the one sorry the wolf yeah what has what it's the litany of its depredations thus far He, he has confirmed confirmed by cpw confirmed
3: by cpw 18 uh and now the If you go to look that up, a lot of things will say that he's had 17, but there was a uh, domestic dog that he killed in there too. That was, It's one that they don't pay out, so they don't count it as a depredation. But to me, it shows that because the vast majority of those were really close to like within 200 yards of a house. Mm. So it just shows that not all of those 17 were yours. No, no, they're not all ours. Uh, there are seven of them, I think, are. Okay. Um, yeah, so he's had seventeen in two years that he's been confirmed to be at that are confirmed by CPW. So the colour the, the color tracking stuff
1: shows he was there. Yep. CPW has confirmed yes, this is indeed a wolf kill. Yes. Third question has CPW compensated 16? Because yeah, the anything 17th that... is not a dog, right? Call well, compensated yeah. dog.
3: Yeah, so the one dog they didn't compensate. So there's, it's 18, 17, They have compensated. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so they anything that's confirmed by them, they do compensate. And what uh, are they compensating at right now? Their max is fifteen thousand, which for us is fine. We don't have any animals over that. They're gonna run into eventually somebody that has an animal worth more than that, and. I mean, my recommendation to whoever that person is is to sue CPW. Good. Um, their Proposition One Fourteen says to pay for the loss of the animal, not whatever they feel like paying of the loss of the animal. So, and
1: so the and, and one of the things that we've talked about in the past, but it's worth mentioning. Right now, they'll pay for the value of the animal, but they don't pay for say if it's a um, a cow, a heifer, they're not they're not going to be able to compensate you for future calves born from that heifer
3: no they won't compensate for future um they will now they will compensate for if you have a confirmed depredation now this has never come up and they i've never seen them actually follow through on this but they're supposed to also compensate you for a certain amount of animals that go missing that year if you have a confirmed depredation okay Um, But they won't do that if it's a mature... Because you
1: can't potentially find them, they they believe they're going to give you the benefit of doubt they're missing because they got depredated. You can't find the carcasses, but because we have a confirmed
3: depredation, we're going to tie those to that one. Yeah. They won't do that for a mature cow, though. Um, And I asked them about that when we had a meeting in Craig, and they said that studies show that wolves don't kill mature cows very often, even though... 2101 has killed three or four mature cows. Kay. So, Because uh, I do right now have a missing, a mature cow that's, she's gone. I don't know where she is, and this doesn't happen. Our neighbors are all really good about, you know, we just- Even now in the home. winter, they she disappeared? They're missing one, and they, you know, we usually find them. In the
1: winters. So you're missing one from the winter? No, I'm missing her from the summer. From the summer range, yeah. 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 Did so, you have depredation, you had that one depredation in the summer?
2: No, we had that depredation, oh, three, four weeks ago. Okay, okay.
3: And I, I mean, she, I don't know, she could be lightning. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? But mm-hmm. it's odd that we wouldn't find her. Mm-hmm. Um, they're usually pretty easy to find once they're
2: dead, so, I so, don't know
1: do you from your opinion cpw has stepped up they're like yep we're compensating confirmed wolf kills here's the compensation yeah it may not be ideal for you but if you know the the old adage if you're upset and cpw is upset it's probably the right number in
3: the middle right it is but they claim it seems like they have a lot of things that they most of what cpw says is just to kind of appease the voters in denver and not really like it doesn't translate onto the ground. And so they're supposed to pay on anything that's uh, 51% if you believe it's a wolf, and that's what they tell everybody. And every investigation I've seen them do, it has to be 100% beyond a reasonable doubt, has to be a wolf, um, and otherwise they won't pay. So there's probably... Gosh, could you imagine the goodwill that they would? they could create?
1: If they just said, now, nah, look, I get the fact that ranchers could, anybody, not just ranchers, anybody could take advantage of the system and, yeah, and try and pull every single thing and, and try and milk the system. But also goodwill to say, look, I, what I see, it may not be definitive 100%, but more than likely, yes. Okay, good. Confirmed. Let's move on.
3: Yeah, and that's what they're supposed to do, and that's what they say they do. Um, it's just not what I've seen. As of right now, they just—they're not getting very good rep with the ranchers in general right now. I mean, they—we were in a meeting in Craig, the day they released the first set of wolves. We were in the meeting at five p.m. They got oh, up I in front of this. Yeah, it's they, right. got, they up got up in front of you and said, "We just released wolves We would not release wolves that have any history of depredation." Not knowing, like. Cause it's, there's a difference between the guys on the ground that are having to deal with this and the people that are making these decisions. And the guys on the ground basically told us that not knowing that three hours earlier, they had been proven to be liars. I mean, Mm -hmm. and I can see it on their face. I mean, those guys are, I mean, they're wore out and they even got up in that meeting. And the first thing they, you know, one of the ranchers spoke up and said, you know, we're the ones taking the brunt of this and we're taking all the heat of this stuff that you voted in. And I got there I was looking up at the front, looking in the back. And I was like, I don't think we are. I think, I think the officers on the ground are the ones that are taking the brunt of it. I mean, those guys are, they're getting it from both sides. They're just mm-hmm. shattered, and they want us to work with them and, you know, report every time we see a wolf and help them keep track of the wolves and stuff like that. And I just don't, See any reason to do that? But why would they
1: need? Why would you need to be keeping track of the wolves on twenty-one hundred one and twenty-one hundred three collared?
3: They are, but I mean, there's more coming down. But
1: they're all. Oh, you mean just naturally?
3: Yeah. Oh, I mean, naturally. There's, okay, there's, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's on un, there's uncollared wolves around, and there's once those ones that they dropped off start mating, they're gonna have packs, and they're gonna need. They you know the best mm-hmm. way they have to count is the people that are on the ground every day. Mm-hmm documenting them for them and they are not giving us any good reason to do that um it's just not a they're they want it to be a trusting relationship where we help them and they help us but they haven't been very honest lately so i don't see
1: any reason to trust them yeah sure 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 so i don't think you ever answered the question whether your attitude has changed Oh, around wolves, yeah. you said yes, it had. So, but you never finished the statement because I took you off on another path. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. They, I could tell you, wolves aren't the problem. It's the people around them.
2: Yeah. And so I just don't, I just don't want them. Like I just
1: don't want to deal with it. Uh, you Don't want to deal with the people around wolves or the wolves. <laughs>
3: the people around the wolves. If we, you know, if a wolf came in and it was being a problem and we could just take care of it and get rid of it and. I mean, I saw what happened when Wyoming shot those three. It's, it was six months before we had any problems. If we thought that there was a way to fix the problem and that it would get fixed, it really wouldn't be a big deal, but it's just not, that's not how it's playing out, and it's, I mean, it's just, I don't even want to go into details, but some of the. You
2: don't think the non-lethal methods are working? No. So my dad
3: will tell people that flaggery works, I would very strongly oppose that because it's... Fladry works for like a couple weeks, so... If you're... What is Fladry? For people who have no idea what Fladry is, Fladry what is, is a fence, and then they have Turbo Fladry, which is electrified, but it's just a fence that's got a... red flags hanging down off of it. And it... It scares them and it did the first like when we had it the first night it worked and then we had people on the other side of it and it worked for six weeks when somebody was behind you know on the other side of it um but anything that like works i guess in my definition if it works a couple weeks but you can't really trust it because you don't know when it's going to stop working so it's not like you can set it out and then go sleep at night and be you know rest what about
1: uh the pro wolf people? Uh, like, like, what did you say? Working circles. Yeah. Are they not providing any assistance any longer?
3: No, we and we. Yeah, we don't want them back.
1: Are there not other organizations that said we want to help that we want to stick our hand up and?
3: No, not really. Um, they, there's others that like. One of the guys with CPW was saying how they really stepped up big and they bought. $30,000 worth of flaggery for, you know, to help people out. And that, like, that sounds good, but $30,000 worth of flaggery at $7,000 a mile wouldn't even cover our pasture. Mm. So it's really
2: not, it's pretty minimal. Um,
3: they, we were originally supposed to have USDA come and help us. And then Working Circle was going to work it with them, you know, work at the same time to help keep the wolves out. And Defenders of Wildlife was funding both of them. And basically because we didn't kick Working Circle off of our ranch, they pulled the funding from USDA and gave it to Working Circle without ever mentioning to us that that was like that we were choosing between the two, because um, I would have taken USDA. Mm-hmm. And Ali. so what have. is
1: is usda uh, an influence on the ground right now
3: they don't have the funding um they will come and do investigations if we call them in the first time we had fladry put up usda did it for us i mean they try it they've they've come in and tried to help but they don't have the funding to be there full time
1: which usda are you working with APHIS. is it A- Aphis?: yeah yeah So they don't have funding, Wildlife Services doesn't have any funding for wolf depredation work? No. Um, Which is a, yeah, it's a problem for us, I guess, I don't know. So let me ask this, and I don't know the answer. I don't know if you, I don't, if you don't know the answer, don't, you know, don't, don't guess it. But does USDA, being a federal government entity, have any jurisdiction? around wolves and assessing depredation and implementing 10-J themselves? I don't know. Mm, I don't know either. I don't know the well, answer I... to that either. My aunt, my guess, my gut says no. Yeah, My gut I'll... says it's a state-run piece of business. I
3: think you're right. And my, as my understanding is, anytime, like if you were to shoot a wolf under the 10-J, like if you were to see it attacking your cattle, or any kind of livestock attacking or harassing and you were to shoot that wolf you have to report it to cpw and they report it to u.s fish and wildlife they are certified as an agent to but basically it needs to go to u.s fish and wildlife but fish and wildlife service
1: got any biologists working in colorado on this
3: not that i know of, but i don't know hmm. i don't know the answer to that um we can call, as far as, like, finding, uh figuring out depredations, we can call USDA, and if they have a guy available, they'll come down, or usually they'll try to get a hold of CPW and get them to go out there, but it's not. As far as jurisdiction, I just, I don't know. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, just to, um, just to confirm... Timeline-wise, twelve
1: months ago, the last depredation you had was three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah, and then before that was only six months before
3: that, right? I be- yes, I believe so. I should have looked this up before I got on here. That's all right.
1: That's all right. But before that, six months was it? Was it quite regular? Because when did the pack? Because the, the pack got shot in Wyoming last winter.
3: Yeah, so before they got shot, between us and the rest of North Park, it was pretty regular. Um, We actually did have one other break in there, um, which is kind of when I suspect the
2: alpha female got killed. um, Because
3: we had a calf that got taken and... It's one of those cows that is the absolute last cow I would ever touch her calf. Mm. she's just nasty mm. um, and it would be when the female would have been pregnant, and so they were coming in every week, and then after that calf was taken from that cow, they didn't come back for over a month. so I kind of suspect she got a hold of that female
1: mm. uh she gave him a good. Good tussle,,
3: yeah, I would bet she stepped on her and, killed, and she just died later, but I don't yeah, yeah. that's a hundred percent just speculation. It just seemed yeah, like yeah, they were yeah, coming yeah. in very regularly, and then that cow lost her calf, which, like I said, is like she is the last cow I would ever grab her calf mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and then there was a long span, and then they came back in, and it was back to like every week or so. Um, summer times they cool, you know, they don't get as many in the summers that we know of, but some of because our they are up on range, right? They are sort yeah, of out of sight, out of mind a little bit. Yeah. That's kind of what I worry about. The wolves also have other things that they're going after during the summers. Um, they've been hell on the antelope. Mm-hmm. Well, that, which is the, like the last animal I thought they would get, but they run them into fences. Antelope aren't very smart about fences. Are pretty smart so they use the fence um, but they kind of do other things seems like during the summer they're not as bad and then there's still depredations here and there but like you said it could be an out of sight out of mind we just don't know and then uh spring and winter and fall are, are the
2: the real trouble times Gotcha,
1: gotcha and also the winter Because you've got all the cows are down, right? They're all pastured up in the same field. Yeah, they're all
3: close. Yeah, they're all close to the house. um, So we would know right Uh away. But like this year, one of our neighbors is missing like seven yearlings. Another one's missing like four. From the summer range. Yeah, from the summer range. So they don't winter. The reason we have so many problems in the winter is nobody really winters their cows anywhere near us. So Mm. we are the only herd of cows for quite a ways and then in the summer they bring them in close by us um, but they're places that won't report if a wolf kills a cow they were pretty open about that from the get-go so
1: they won't report like a ranch rancher will not report it
3: why not one of them i think made a lot of money in the nonprofit game so he's kind of just getting in with them they're high dollar ranches they're
1: Okay, okay, okay. People
3: with a lot of money. Uh, like okay. Literally billions of dollars. And the other okay. one, he's, he, just, he has a company that he would probably lose more business. If he were was pro-wolf or against wolf, he would probably lose more money than if he just lost all of his cows. So Okay. It's just better for him to stay out of it. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So
1: four weeks ago was the last depredation. Have you seen 2101 lately? Because they're all now down on, on pasture, right? They're all together.
3: Yeah, we ha- I don't think we have seen tracks again since then.
2: Uh, that I know of. And you
3: have no idea where he goes, right? I mean, not exactly. I have a, ge- I have a general idea of his range. Mm. But Would you
1: say it's pretty big? Do you think it's yeah. still
3: pretty big? Yeah, I think it's like half of what it was. I think it seems as though him and the other male kind of split the range up um they used to go up into wyoming and clear down to rabbit ears pass near route county i mean they it was a pretty big range it seems like the 2301 is closer to route county and then 2101 is closer to the wyoming side mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: well geez man i know that i um
1: when when I first started hearing about it and saw the news, I actually read an article yesterday um, about it. I was like, man, let me just reach out to Dave and see if I can get his contact information and get him back on and get a a clear picture of what's going on and just you know see what's going what wh- how you're feeling essentially.
3: Yeah, and I mean there was there's been some positive things that have come out of it. Really, um, I used to not have much faith in people that we elected. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, we had some state senators and state house representatives come out to the ranch. And then even then I thought it was like a kind of a media ploy to get up reelected. Um, but they, they took it forward to the house and to the Senate to, to try to get a bill put through to help us. Um, now the governor vetoed that, but they really gone to bat for us, which was nice. Um, honestly, I think the biggest advocate for ranchers as of to date
2: has been the wolves, yeah I mean, they have just that they, they have been the ones pushing what we're what we said would happen, you know
3: mm-hmm. um, but it was nice seeing uh you know, and there's a lot of articles I know saying it's kind of a a Republican or Democrat. Thing and most of the representatives that came to our place were uh Democratic and uh are Democrats. And my dad told them right when they got there, I'm a Republican. <laughs> they you know, they they still they they still went to bat for us and and the, uh-huh. they really did a lot to well, uh-huh. the governor vetoed it, but they really did do a lot to try to Sure, help of us. course, of course. So of course. that was that was a, a Nice thing to see, I guess. Yeah, hundred
1: percent, hundred percent. Well, Dave, it's always good to speak to you. Don't hesitate to reach out. You've got my number. Uh, Holler at me if anything else happens, and if we can do anything for you, I know there's very little that we can actually do for you, Um, but let me know.
3: Yeah, and I'll show you. uh, Maybe I'll send you a picture. We got. uh, They got that. Now that they're down to one wolf, somebody would bring hounds on, so they finally got that cat. It was. It was. Stalking the people and that. Uh, oh, really? He's a nice Tom. Nice. Yeah, he's, a, he's a big boy. So yep. that's the
1: next battle there. now, right? The next prop 114 is on our doorstep, which is mountain lion hunting.
3: Yeah, that's, uh, you know, originally I was actually like kind of in a bitter way, hoping it would pass because I think the voters on the front range need to see the damage they're doing and that'll show them. You know yeah. that's they're already having a problem with cats there um, and getting too close to people. I the wolves will find their way over there. I yeah, mean there's if,
1: lots of i see i get I get sent a lot of home security footage of cats coming onto porches and around garages
3: and all sorts of things already. Well, and they have a lot of problems with bears already. Um, you know we we normally out in rural areas don't really have problems with bears. And they got a lot worse when the wolves came around.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the cats, I just, people don't
3: understand that predators don't want to be afraid of you. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if they're, if they're not hunted, they are not afraid of you and they don't, it's not like there's a set out line of this is what species is on top and below. And like in their mind, they don't want to be below you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> yep Well good deal my man I appreciate you, appreciate your time Thank you for uh, Bearing with some technical difficulties of me On my end to start with um, But uh, yeah reach out If you need anything right Alright Have a good day Well that's it for today I appreciate you listening As always Leave a review, share it with your friends And most importantly Do what's right to convey the truth
2: around hunting.